is up? How are you, friends? It's been a while. It's been a little bit. There's been a little bit of like a summer hiatus and it's felt kind of good. Um, it's August. How is it August? I have absolutely no idea. Um, yes, I hope, I hope everyone is holding up in their homes with their loved ones, hopefully having some kind of normalcy return back to your life. And if not, if you're in the percentage of folk that I am where it's not and this is just what it is and you adapt, then I feel you hard right now. I feel you hard. I think something that we have to like consistently remind ourselves of is that, and it drives me nuts because like I feel like I see it everywhere. Oh, wait, I didn't even, hey guys, welcome back to Magic Mighty. Wow, wow, she's on one. She just goes straight into it. Welcome back to Mad Yet Mighty. Um, gotta, you know, gotta tag, gotta say the name. Um, going back to what I was saying, diving just right back in, I think we have to like, I have to like consistently remind myself all the time. Like Megan, you're you're literally in the most craziest point of time in earth right now. Like <laughs> there is so much there is so much going on. And I think that this is my cry for help. I think I've come out of my summer hiatus to say <laughs> and I don't even know what I'm talking about. I know I have a million things that I want to talk about. But I have to like constantly remind myself that like you're doing a good job like right you are holding up you are doing a good job despite every circumstance because waking up every day and I and I feel like this is just and across the board like let's have a chat like let's talk about mental health because that's the only thing really right now that is going to get us through Obviously, we want to make sure that we're still taking care of our like physical health because that's a huge part of just how you feel overall. But mental health, man, right now, I am just everyone. It is it's rough. I don't care if you're someone who has always, um, you know, has a diagnosis or someone who has never really seemed to feel like an anxious person or a depressed person. Um, it, it does. I don't think it matters right now anymore. I think it's across the board. Everyone, everyone's dealing with something internally all the time. And I think we also forget that too, that people are like constantly dealing with their own insecurities, no matter how, what job they have, what car they're buying, what money they're making, what, you know, like lavish things that we all like look up to. I think we also have to remember that even the people who on the outside that seem to be doing the best are also struggling too. Like we're all struggling with insecurities, struggling just with um, purpose, struggling just with the feelings of hopelessness right now. It's just, and, and, and not saying that it controls every minute of every second of our day. Some people it might, but I'm not saying that, but there are these reoccurring themes that we're having to deal with and we're really having to like show up and push against. Doesn't it feel like we're like having to really just 
every day get up and really just push against and really try. Honestly, I have to take a little sippy of Walter. Honestly, I've taken, man, I, when I go on vacation, I unplug. And I mean, I unplug and like, I'm not getting back to anyone. I just got back from vacation. Like it's been, I think, God, I don't know. It's been three weeks, sadly. Um, I completely get off social media. I, I might do a post or so just to like, for, you know, to just to say that I fucking did it. And I'm, I'm out. Like, I'm out. I'm with my family. And I'm not going to lie. I, when I go on vacation, like, I don't drink a lot. I'm Like, I always have this battle. Like, and I just want to, like, make it very clear. Like, I'm not somebody who has a drink every day. But, like, when I do drink, it's, it's, I have a good time. So, but I also know my limit. I also know my limits. Okay, I'm a very responsible drinker. But when I go to the beach, like, you wake up and you're drinking, like, I'm slinging seltzers from, like, pretty much like 10 a.m. until like 7 p.m. maybe later and then we switched to screwball peanut butter whiskey when we got back so like it like I go to vacation like I go to the beach to get drunk on the beach like that is vacation to me to be drunk on the beach in the water hair just absolutely natural in your bathing suit all day long literally my family so we always do a a big family vacation every year which is like one of the most amazing things I'm so grateful for that my family actually like enjoys each other's company and we love going on I mean my god we love going on vacation together we've done it since we were babies we've always been Florida babies but um we are Florida babies honestly I have some stories that would make you fucking cringe of what I did when I was a child like in our we had like a condo in Marco Island that we literally had like manatees that would come up to the back of the condo and we were in the pool and I was like a weird I was such a bizarre like always have to have something set up like always had to have like a scene or like I was directing like the like the three little minions around me being the oldest of four and we had like kickboards (laughs) It's so embarrassing. I can't even believe I'm talking about this. We had kickboards and we each had one. Of course, mine had like dolphins on it. I'm like someone else. Like, I'm not sure what the other. I honestly am not sure what the other ones were. Probably like sea turtles or like a big great white shark. But mine definitely had the dolphins because like that's my that's my life. And if I was an animal and I cry when I see them and just like every time you see them every day in vacation and it doesn't get it, it it's always great. Am I right or am I right? Seeing a fucking dolphin in the water is one of the most majestic. I mean, there's times where I've taken off and like I do not like, well, I have so many stipulations about going in the water, when to go in the water, like how I feel ready to go in the water. I have to be able to see my whole body. I have to literally be able to see to my toes and I feel comfortable going out to like my shoulders and stuff, even though like if it wasn't that way, no way in hell would I ever step foot out to my shoulders in water that I cannot see my feet to. That is like my absolute sign on the dotted line. I don't have a lot of fears. I'm not like not super afraid of like spiders or like can kill bugs, can pick shit up. Like I'm not afraid of stuff, but dark water that you can't see your feet. Oh my God. I like thinking about it raises my cortisol and I don't need that. Okay. This, this 28 year old does not need a cortisol raise, but right. Just having a a marine experience which we absolutely did so we were in 
the golf. So we went. So we've been going to the Gulf Shores. We love Orange Beach in Alabama, which I've kind of like at first I was like super nose up in the air and I was like, I don't want a vacation in Alabama. Like what a whiny little bitch. Like I'm going on a vacation with my family. Oh, I don't want to go to Alabama. But I was just like kind of like, okay, I love my Florida. I love my islands. So we've been going to this awesome it's it's where Hangout Fest is. So it's like it's absolutely beautiful down there. And it's like right on like the Florida Alabama line. And it's like in the Gulf. The water is clear. The sand is nice. It's 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 super nice. So we love it there. Had a little had a little encounter with a with a marine life besides a dolphin, which we saw every day. But this was like out in the water kind of situation, which is my absolute nightmare and dream come true in the same sentence. I want to have an encounter so bad or. So there's one time when we were in Florida and we were all on the beach and it was like the year where like there was numerous shark attacks happening. It was like it was kind of scary. There was like six or seven like in one summer. And like that's the summer and like one of the places where we go, it was like close there. So um, that summer we were at the beach and there was helicopters patrolling the beaches the entire time. We're like, oh, great. This is you know sketchy just patrolling for sharks because they're that common right they're so one of the days like the helicopter zoomed down to the beach right above where we were had our like our campus laid out which is basically when when, whenever my family goes on vacation we have like 70 million chairs like we had three tents and we do like all Cipollonis so it's it can be kind of it can be excessive so yeah we had our compound and the helicopter was circling around and like pointing in the water and there was a freaking shark just swimming along the shore super close up startling now that was before now this this time hanging out in the water right it's clear I'm about who the hell knows how many drink seltzers in And I'm just like out there floating by myself, just like sucking in the energy and the light and the water and just literally being a freaking hippy dippy and letting the water heal heal my soul. And I look out and I, I see this like very dark spot, which I've seen before. Um, out in the water and it was swam in front of ladies who didn't see it and then jetted right across so I'm my face I'm facing out towards towards sea like I'm looking out and it just crosses right in front of me super fast and then there was a group of guys like a little ways down and I like yelled out to them I was like uh was that a shark and they were like oh yeah purple purple attract sharks and I had a purple bathing suit and I was like oh very funny like okay so I am like, okay, that was really freaking scary. And that definitely wasn't a fish and it was something big and by itself and holy shit. So um, I'm going to get out the water and go freaking tell everybody. So got out the water and like, I, there was a lot of kids around. So, and I didn't really give a shit. Cause like I said, I was about like six or seven, who knows how many seltzers in. And I was like, totally just had a shark encounter. And everyone was like, what? So I brought my sibling like my, some of my my sister and my mom and everyone everyone came out my sister's fiance we're all out in the water and we're talking and talking about it again and we had been out there probably for about 10 minutes or 15 minutes and I'm facing shoreline now and um my sister's fiance goes oh wait like it looks like that bit like that like that right behind you and I was like wait what are you saying are you saying that there's something behind me and like we turn I turn around and swimming towards us is a huge, long, 
figure. And I'm like, oh, shit, because I was kind of like out and I kind of started having to do like a nervous backpedal. And I'm like, oh, shit, everyone's kind of like swimming. Like, holy shit, is this about to be a fucking shark attack? Like, like the look of terror was in everyone's eyes, that that absolute sheer terror. And then it kind of did it at like erratic movement. And then it shot off out like back. And I was like, oh, my God. And like, once again, we were like, is that a sh- like, is this a shark? It's it's at least three or four feet long. It's by itself. It's swimming erratically. And the guys next us told us that the night before, it was like the one day that it stormed, they were like out in the water. And when it was like darker and storming at like up to their knees or they said up to their waist, they said they were drunk and they were being nutty. And there was, they say that there was about three or four sharks swimming in the water. They saw them circling with their fins. I'm like, what, what? So like shit's, shit's going around. Shit was going around down there. There was a jellyfish problem. We had a huge jelly, jellyfish were literally everywhere. It was disturbing how many, like how many jellyfish I touched, saw, saved people from, saw in buckets. I mean, they were everywhere. So anyways, I went on a vacation rant, but, um, it was an amazing time and I completely, completely disconnect. And I try to like bring that into, I try to bring that into back to like my day-to-day life because man, I'll tell you what, and somebody who like has like loves it and goes through right now, I mean, right now, I, any like social media is super draining towards me. That's just me. I know that like, that doesn't mean that I won't get on it sometimes. That doesn't mean that at all. It's just, I know what's sucking my energy and it's like looking at Instagram in a time like right now where like every minute matters for me. I've spent, I'm trying to spend these days really just focusing on like how to be, how to find happiness in a day. And you know, work has been for me right now. Absolutely. It's this whole entire world. Just a little bit of background because I don't really talk about my job a lot just because I just, you know, want to keep shit separate. But um, I'm in education sales and I'm an account manager for 27 colleges in Michigan. Um, and back ever since March, our, when lives were turned upside down, the education system was literally turned upside down. There were teachers who were teaching with textbooks who all of a sudden the school was shut down. No one can go back on campus and they're supposed to continue somehow teaching. Like what? Not in, that's the issue is, you know, there's there's technology and which people are now getting into because of like the pandemic and having to have that backup. But there's, I mean, a large amount of the education system of faculty who teach in colleges who don't use any of that and literally have had like had to just somehow like go to like Zoom and not everyone's use Zoom and no one knows really how to do teach. Like it's all new, like it's new for a lot of these people and they're having to do it mid-semester and then they're having to give exams. Like, and once again, just completely uprooted. Like we're not in face-to-face class having to somehow go online for people who've never been online. It's wacky. And then to continue with it, not knowing if you're going back to school and then having to get all of these teachers set up and ready to go to completely teach online virtually or um, not even like teaching a class like they're not even really teaching, but their class is going to be 100 percent online now. It's just so many different cases and so many different people and so many different stories. So it's really been like I go to work and my work is trying to like repair these last couple of months has been to repair and execute from like from COVID for 
for professors and for students. And it's been wild. And we're about to enter in the first fall back in a COVID, now COVID-like environment where things are still totally different. Schools are not, some, a lot of schools are not going back and they're starting online and some people are going back and then have to have backup plans for if, when they have to maybe close again. Who, I mean, literally who the hell knows. So um, yeah, with, with that and just everything that's been going on, I just have really tried to kind of continue that, that kind of disconnect um, and focus on things in the day that have that make me happy. And it's sometimes it's not like sometimes it's hard. And sometimes I think I should be happy about things that I'm not happy about at that time. Um, whether it's like wins and work or just, you know, personal advancements that are happening with health or I just that I got up and worked and put clothes on, you know, like I just think that it's just like consistently hard, like we're hard on ourselves just day in and day out, day in and day out, day in and day out. Right. So things that have just made me happy. Well, I'll tell you another thing that before vacation, I went down a deep, dark, deep, dark hole. Talk about being fucking woke. It's just like every level there's just like when you when you start to just become aware of shit and not just like following in the wayside and like not like not believing that there's like not issues and like when you start to become aware of like what's actually going on and more than just not even I mean I mean one of the biggest things obviously you know is our is our um race racism deep-rooted racism issue and racial injustice I mean that goes without saying now what I'm talking about is the shit that's going on in Hollywood that no one's talking about people are starting to talk and this is dark and I'm not gonna get I don't want to get super dark you know but I feel like this is one it's fucking fascinating two it needs to be talked about and three it's Like I said, people are starting to talk and I have always, always, always have said that where there's smoke, there's fire. My mother said that. Had a nice little, we're we're a family of sayings. We always, you know, there's always some, you know, old kitschy little saying where there's smoke, there's fire. I've always believed that I, when there's a lot of smoke, then shit's, shit's going on. So what I mean is, is that watched you know started to really dive into like the Jeffrey Epstein stuff which obviously I'm I'm someone who will read conspiracy theories not necessarily conspiracy theories because the Jeffrey Epstein stuff is not conspiracy it's proven and it you know was in court for a long time and it's still in court right now his girlfriend is before I left vacation I went down a really dark hole I started looking into so essentially for anyone who doesn't know and is I'm, I'm just gonna like touch on it because once again it's dark I kind of want to keep it high level because I'm a little freaked out also about shit um not gonna lie I'll talk about that later but um Jeffrey Epstein was put in he was put in he was put in prison and he was going to be sentenced he was in court because he had essentially a island 
He was a rich, he's a rich, rich, rich socialite, socio, I can't even freaking speak right now, socialite in Hollywood, in California, that literally just worked his way up from sweet-talking people and just being charismatic. I mean, it's literally the definition of a sociopath narcissist. He, like, if I am remembering correctly, like, went to teach at a college and like didn't even have his whatever credential but just like got in and just was teach and was this like profound he just always was on the up and up and always found himself in the next position I mean he's this he's he's a one of the you know he has money out the wazoo so that's what happens with these people in Hollywood is they have money they get bored they have everything they can do everything they've seen everything they've touched everything they've probably had sex with everything and they get bored and they're all I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, a lot of ish. I mean, we've seen it. There's been a lot of people who have we've watched like struggle with addiction and with alcoholism and with and with sex, like being addicted to and just not mental health, suicide. I mean, like we've seen it all. We've so we know that this is happening. So with him. Essentially, he was a rich social sociolite. I need to stop saying that because it's probably stressing everyone out. Who had a private island that he sex trafficked, like had a underage prostitution ring happening, and come to find out, there you know were flight lists released, and this was what really like started to bust my top open and just like whoo and there was flight logs released of a lot a lot of celebrities in Hollywood who had been to the island you know multiple times a lot of people so take what you want with that but there was multiple 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 women like over at least 50 who had come clean like come and were brave and spoke their truth and all of their stories aligned up. So it kind of put me down a rabbit hole of starting to look up like the people who were on the list and what people were saying and, um, you know, there's videos and all this shit. And I mean, it's to me, all I'm going to say about it is, and then I think I'm going to move on is that I'm not saying that people were necessarily doing the actions, but I don't honestly, I don't honestly, just to be on the safe side, I not, I don't necessarily believe that every single person on that list was physically having an interaction with an underage girl. But what I do believe is that there are no secrets in Hollywood. There's only secrets Hollywood keeps from us. Everyone in Hollywood knows everything about everyone. Or you know somebody about something. Like you, it, there are no secrets in Hollywood. And I do believe that people knew what was going on. Um, I believe he was their friend. And I, I'm not, I don't believe that people weren't aware that maybe something sketchy or something eh, was a little off or that maybe didn't hear anything or... I don't buy that. And I don't believe that. So I think if you're on that list, I think you're a shitty person. And that sucks because it's kind of turned the way that I look at a lot of people. And I don't I don't know if that's right. I don't know if I should feel that way. 
Um, but I kind of do. And it's kind of made me just kind of look every time I see, because there's a lot, there's people on there that I love and that we idolize, idolize, and that we watch and that we know about all the time because we've grown up watching them on TV or we've grown up listening to them. We've grown up watching them play sports. So it's been weird. And it's also made me question, well, everything recently has made me question media alone. Like I do not, I don't play the news. I don't play either news. I don't listen to media. I choose and select pieces that I believe are a little bit more in the middle right now than anything because honestly there's bad shit on well duh it's like duh Megan duh it's it's you know the lesser of two evils but I'm, I'm not even talking about I'm talking about there is so much shit in our lives that we are not paying attention to that are just suddenly starting to happen and it's a little crazy when you really kind of think about it um about the phones, about the information that they have. And like we talk about like, you know, I watched a show that a friend recommended. It was um, an episode of called Connect and it was like the science of everything. And the first episode was um, on surveillance, but it went way deeper. And like it went into like apps, it went into facial recognition. It, re- it went into a lot of stuff that, you know, is happening that we really don't know about. And one of the main takeaways that I had from it was fascinating. It was like, we all are so up in arms about our privacy, but like we obviously the way that we are, you know, the way that we act, not act on so, like act on social media, like posting, but like the way that we're just on a million apps and like you put your information in and like you allow that app to be on your phone and you like allow certain things and you allow the microphone on and you allow your like it's it you allow it to go into your searches. So like everything that. So we like it because it's giving us ads and stuff that related to things that we liked or searched or if you're, you know, talking about something and then you go on your phone, you're like, oh, my God, I was just talking about this. Like, that's not a coincidence. So and this isn't like a conspiracy. This is like a known like this is a known fact, like not to be weird and say that apps are listening to you. But when you get into an app and it asks you to to allow it to act to access your your camera and microphone that's what it does and like it's picking up its Siri and it's picking up words that then are going to connect they have so like they know the phone they you know know your like you're connected to everything so when they're hearing that through the apps they're then going to then post that Facebook owns Facebook owns everything now Facebook owns us because Facebook owns Instagram and Instagram is now going to turn into its own TikTok. Like, it's it's just wild. And the stuff that these people are coming out with is also wild. Um, and it's really weird, like, to talk about, like, 5D, what's going to happen with 5D, and what's going to happen. But there is a lot of tools that are coming out that have to do with, like, brainwave technology, which it's 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 wild. But essentially, like they're going to have access to our minds. And I know that sounds nutty and that's, you can take that, take it and call me nutty. I don't, I don't give a shit, but I've seen way too many things, um, documentaries, actual, you know, science research of what's happening with, with Facebook and products that are being purchased by them that because essentially there are products now that 
can pick up on your brain waves. So like we, it can tell when like certain areas in your brain are lit up that mean different meanings and different feelings. So it's, and it's like a little bit too heady to even like right now, I'm like even starting to feel like inception, like, oh my God, am I going to remember what I'm talking about? Cause it gets weird. But, um, anyways, I don't even know how I went on that rant either. I, it is a tangent night. It is a tangent night. I think I was just trying to say, um, you know, there's a lot of things that we are not totally, I think, clued into all the time that I think if we were, and you know what, some people like to live, like to live blissfully unaware. And to those people, I say kudos. I wish I could live blissfully unaware. I can't. I stay in a constant state of feeling absolutely everything. And let me tell you, it is just a joy and a privilege and sometimes a pain in the ass. Moving on. So let's talk about, so yeah, okay, let's sum it up. You know, we had a little nice chummy chat. I wanted to kind of reconnect and just let everyone know out there who's dealing with depression, anxiety. Um, Those are trigger words for some people. And I think for people who are like, like you like she's surprised like no bitch it's like it's happening like it's feelings that you go through it's feelings that everyone go through we feel those feelings we move on that doesn't mean that we are that that doesn't mean that we are that but we might be experiencing that um, and for some people we experience that on a more consistent basis and for those which right now is everyone so I'm going to just give a note to everyone that keep killing it keep kicking ass keep waking up keep just trying to put your best foot forward I feel like I need to give a little pep talk I'm always I always feel like I give a little like I want to give a little pep talk just because I I know it's fucking hard shit it gets hard days get hard you feel like you're in you know it just it just feels different right now and it's okay. And there's so many, I'm like overwhelmed by the amount of like posts of just like, which is great. Like everyone's expressing themselves and talking about how like, like 2020 is hard. So like you start reading it like on all these fucking posts and you're like, okay, okay, okay. And then you're like annoyed by it. But then you're actually like, have to remember that like you are experiencing like difficulty. I don't know. That's what I think. So I'm just going to stop rambling about that. And, um, yeah, so uh, being fucking woke is also exhausting. I think that's another takeaway of um, the Hollywood saga. And, you know, the Hollywood saga goes into Ellen, too. And Kanye, there's a lot happening right now. Um, I'm going to be completely honest. I have chosen not to spend my energy deep diving into, which I do. And that's part of my pastime and what I love and what I enjoy. But I have not spent time deep diving into the Ellen situation very, very deep. I know things that came out a couple months ago when it first started, people first started bubbling up. There was a BuzzFeed article from recent employees of Ellen talking about their experiences. There's a YouTuber, a makeup um, artist YouTuber. Um, she is, um, she's a trans woman and she went on the show and I think she was just saying like she was it was like one of the greatest days of her life. You know, Ellen's been one of her idols. And I guess she just was thought she was going to have a different experience with her and just said it. It was just very just wasn't I just keep hearing these like not good things. So my first reaction when I was hearing all this was like, you know what? Ellen is uh, Ellen is a performer. So like she obviously it's not like just her on stage. It's like, yeah, it's her. But it's like it's a bigger her. It's a character her. And like when you're off stage, like sometimes, you know, sometimes you're like, look, I'm just want to be. Um, so I at first was thinking that 
things have like been weird. Like uh, things are weird. And Ellen came out and made a statement finally after like months and like months of not or weeks and months of not saying anything. And then like a couple days later, I think saying that she like wanted to like part or cut ties or something crazy. Um, so there are unhappy it's there's there's like a toxicity and I'm not sure if it's been like released if there's been any like sexual harassment like I'm not sure because I've not dove in deep um but I know that Ellen even made a comment about you know who she's put in in charge when she's not around is she put trust in those people and doesn't feel like that has been executed so that was kind of weird it's just Things are coming to light and things that maybe, and I think it's, I think it's the effing, I don't know, this, this time is like, whenever I like think of this time and what, what we're all going through, what we're seeing, I just picture like the earth, like when a tractor like churns up like the earth, I keep getting that image and that image and that image over and over and over again. I just feel like we're literally like just churning up the earth and like things are coming to the surface that were dug deep, like deep that are being exposed. So like this, and honestly, Ellen, Ellen was on the fucking flight list. Yeah. Did that just make your stomach sink? And there's a lot of weird shit about her out there. And I know there's a lot of weird shit, but I mean, that's all I'm going to say about that. I'll let you do your own research. Um, So yeah, do I think there's probably some stuff going on? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, And maybe I need to dig a little deep now, now that I've kind of intrigued myself again. But um, so that's going on. You know, we had another run-in with Kanye, and first it was running for president, you know, Christ, which I knew was going to happen because he was on the David Letterman special on Netflix, which was absolutely fascinating, and one of his guests was Kanye, and he said he was going to run for fucking president in 2020, and he did, but he did it very haphazardly and, like, not prepared and, like, typical Kanye here's the thing. I'm a big, like, this is going to probably put people off and I don't care. I'm a big Kanye fan, always have been. However, I don't excuse Kanye's bad, like Kanye's bad behavior. And I also, I have empathy and I know he has, is, has bipolar disorder and so much empathy to that. However, when you start to bring in, you know, when you, when you have someone who like knows your habits and knows your habits is ranting on a social platform about your wife and about your family and about like your children that like you can you can rant about society you can rant about how your life is like get out the movie I think you can rant about your your music your your ideas and your beliefs but when you start to rant about your about your 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 cherished ones, which Kim says is like a very big signal when she knows that something's wrong because he's the one who like didn't want to have kids on, on the film on keeping up with Kardashians. He was very selective when the children were allowed to be on camera and when he was on camera. So when he's exposing their family like that, she knows it's bad and she knows that he's in a like manic state. Um, However, it's it's pretty brutal, you know, it's pretty brutal. And it, he's done it a couple times now, which, you know, do it once shame on, you know, or what is it? Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Isn't it that? Whatever. It's you. You get what I'm saying. It's like that. It's like, OK, you now you're talking about like now you're talking about really 
serious matters regarding your first child on Twitter. Like, yikes, man. It, it, it was a, it was a, this last Twitter rant was pretty low. Um, I'm not sure they're going to be able to come back from it personally. I don't know if that's in the cards. I don't know what's going on in the cards with our Kardashian women. Apparently, and apparently Chloe's taken Tristan Thompson back, which doesn't shock me at all because that's her, that's her mode. She takes back, like she was dragged by Lamar for years, Lamar Odom and, you know, sleeping with prostitutes, showing up. I mean, he, yes, once again, these people are sick. Like he was a drug addict and a sex addict and like everything, but like kept giving him chances to just ruin things and just make you unhappy. And like, I, whatever I, so like, I feel very strongly about them being back together, even though it's like, I don't know them and they don't have anything to do with my life. I just like, it makes me look at Chloe, not like, I don't look at her and say, Ooh, that's a strong ass woman. Like, yes, I understand that families are better together, but, like, you've been, like, consistently cheated on, like, multiple times. So, I I don't know. I guess it could also be, like, the Jenna Kramer and her husband thing. Like, he cheated on her, like, and she, like, went, they, like, went back and are, like, happy now. So, you know what? Let's turn this around and say, I hope for her fucking sake that he has changed. I hope for her and for that little cute ass baby True. Baby True is freaking adorable. Protect her at all costs. But you know what? I hope. But this gut, man, he's a he's a fucking snake. And that's what I'm going to say about that. Those are my feelings on Tristan Thompson and pivoting. Okay, so literally, I have to say this. And this is not, this, this is whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> the closest sexual tension I've had in like a long time is has been watching Zac Efron in Down to Earth which I like have already like finished it like the second that it came out and then watched it again (laughs) but like it was and you know here's here's what I have to say about that like God love his ass he's a he's a he's got a beautiful face he's got a beautiful body I think he has a beautiful mind and I honestly think he comes from a really good family and is it means well he's never in the fucking media he has a roommate I'm Zach Efron living with a roommate I mean really do you, I, like he just seems like he's an outdoorsy guy he's he's trying to do something with his platform I fucking applaud him I thought it was a great show it's fascinating you learn a ton about different ways that countries are are really fighting sustainability and I'm just all about that I'm just all fucking about that I am all about expanding my mind I'm all about learning how my body can be better how I can be better how we can be better like what is out there what is going on right now like I'm trying to be like here we go we're trying to be aware hello but um I mean, I, I, I can barely function when I watch that show. I'm, it, it's like, it's, I'm not proud of it. It's probably not attra- like attractive. I mean, I am like, I'm like catcalling at the screen. I'm like saying, I'm saying things. It's, it, it's, it's absolutely alarming the rate of what <laughs> Zac Efron is and does. And I'm not going to go on another Zac Efron rant two episodes in a row, but I'm just going to say that that is the that is the most sexual tension I've had in like a long time. So I just thought that everyone should know about it. 
Okay, let's talk about some of the things that have just like absolutely saved our lives. Okay, so Taylor Swift did it again. She she did it again. She freaking slapped us and dropped us a new one. Dropped Folklore, which is... Um, I honestly, guys, I came on this episode and just... I don't have like any... I had nothing like super hardcore planned. I don't have any like facts. I didn't fact check. I didn't like do any of that. I just wanted to come on and just shit, shit the... Shoot the shit. Um, don't know what number studio album it is. Um, don't really care because it's one of my favorite ones. Absolutely favorite. And so it's it's an it's in the alternative genre, which is amazing that she's now cross genres again and have personally here here's my here's my shish kebab with her because I used to not be a super hardcore Taylor fan. Um, I was, I wasn't, I, I kind of was over the whole, like, mm, like me, oh, thank you, like, oh my gosh, me, and like, I don't know, I just was, maybe I was just like a little, like, hateful, I just, like, didn't buy it, and it, like, annoyed me, I've changed, so, um, you know, watched, have been kind of, like, following her now, like, definitely listen to her music, and, like, watched Miss Americana, big, what you just see is that she just consistently keeps writing music and keeps writing music in different genres and keeps being successful at it. And it, it's great work. I mean, folklore is a good, is a good, I mean, I wanted something super kind of, which I never thought she would do. So I'm stoked that she did, but like super kind of chill and maybe kind of sad and maybe makes you kind of just like live in your head a little bit and like daydream. And this is exactly what folklore did. Um, so that was like an unexpected, just bomb of love. Then, um, the Umbrella Academy season two on Netflix came out. I have a lot of singing tonight. <laughs> Sorry about that. And was season one was phenomenal. I, it's a great cast. It is a great ensemble cast. And not even because, like, it has, like, big names like Ellen Page. And I think Robert Sheehan's a big name. But probably everyone's going to be like, who the fuck is Robert Sheehan? And get mad that I even... Whatever. Um, I think he's a big name. But um, great show. Season two came out. A little gist. It's a same kind of... It's based off of comics. So it's a comic book superhero mutant type feel. Um Oh, yeah, Kate, yeah, duh, Kate Walsh, hello, she's in it too, um, from Grey's Anatomy and other things. I really, this season was so different because the, because the squad or the siblings spent more time apart than they did together, and I do think that they are stronger as an ensemble than they are as, like, separate. I, I think they're great, so, like, in their own scenes and kind of in their own storylines, think they're good but they're so good together like in the last couple episodes of the uh season I'm not gonna get you know I don't want to spoil too much but all of the siblings are together they're all working towards the one common good and they're just funny and they're good and Robert Sheehan plays Klaus who is the sibling who can see and just control essentially like the dead he can he basically can just see dead people control dead people has like this he can connect to like the other world and whatnot um he was in one of my favorite shows of all time it was called misfits and it was a bbc show once again a really kind of like dark raunchy um more like 
not graphic yeah like graphic in the sense of like really like comic book style like deaths and killings because I think that might have been also a comic I'll have to double check that um but it was like it was one of my favorite shows there was like seven three like freaking seven seasons of it but he was in like the first two or three and then left which crushed me because he is amazing in misfits and it's about teenagers that are like doing their community service and they get struck by lightning one day and then they all have these like really odd abilities like not super strength or like not like not that but they're like super different and out there it's a phenomenal show but he's from that that's how I know him and he's phenomenal and I want more of him and like oh he's just so good his scenes and then having him with Ben the brother who's dead. Oh, my Lord. Heaven have mercy. So, yeah, big. Um, I give Umbrella Umbrella Academy once again. I mean, I, I got to give them four out of five umbrellas. And I'm not going to give them that fifth umbrella because I loved season one because they were all together. And this fell a little flat for me at some parts with their separate storylines. But um, still, still fan freaking tastic and watched it in two days and then was like super sad as always. And, you know, just looking for the next thing to um, sink my teeth in. So, like, Dave Franco, I heard, is going to be playing Vanilla Ice in a biopic. And apparently it's going to be, like, very drastic, very specific. Give us, like, laid out details of his downfall. And I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't know, like, every single fact about Vanilla Ice. And, like, barely know all the words to his song. Like, obviously know it. But I'm not somebody who can, like, sit there and, like, rap the whole thing. But Dave Franco is set to play him, which is pretty sick. And I'm super excited. He also just released his first directorial or not first. I could just say his directorial debut. Um, it's a film called The Rental. And it stars his wife, Alison Brie, who was from Mad Men and Glow and Community, a bunch of fantastic works. And they just released that. And I'm like going to watch it. I'm super excited. You can stream it. Uh, and she has yeah, stars in it, but it has to do, it's a, it's a thriller about rental, like Airbnbs. So super freaking jacked about that. Love everything about it and can't wait to watch it. I think I want to leave on this, on this note. Well, maybe I won't, but I do want to touch on it. I'm just going to say it, y'all. I'd have to say it and spray it. Instagram challenges literally make my butt pucker and make me very uncomfortable (laughs) and I don't like them and I felt really bad and this is my confession I was sent that black and once again like I can understand like a movement but like that black and white photo challenge on Instagram was like apparently for like the Turkish women that are being like like slaughtered and so that's okay great like we're doing like but like it like the black and white challenge wasn't about that you know like it just felt I'm just so it just it makes me feel so cringy and I just couldn't do it and instead I just strategically just didn't look at the messages and I'm sorry I'm sorry okay but I just have to admit I just couldn't even like think of the thought of posting a black and white photo like literally thinking of posting a black and white photo like makes me want to die and I'm sorry that's my personal opinion and that's my prerogative and that's my right you know, this has been a nice little session. It's been a nice little catch up. I just, just, you know, I just felt like coming on, didn't really have like, like I didn't really have a lot of bullet points, a lot of facts, 
just wanted to have a nice open stream of conscious again and let it loose and um yeah I think that's all if you're still listening at this point thank you so much for joining me in this um tumultuous back and forth scene of talking to myself I've thoroughly enjoyed our time together this has been another episode of Mad Yet Mighty. I'm your host, Megan Cipollone, and I will talk to you next time.